Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, dear everybody. Happy New Year to you. Hello, dudes, dudettes, duders, and everyone in between, and welcome to the Hollywood Fishbowl. It is the first inaugural episode of 2019, and I can't tell you how grateful I am that you're tuning in. Um, you're tuning in as I continue to stretch out my back muscles after that very long drive across the country, and then that equally long drive back across the country to LA. But that's neither here nor there. In fact, now that I think about it, it's just the opposite of neither here nor there. It is here and there because it is a road trip across America. Here and there and here again. A Hobbit's Journey by Jesse Kester. Now this is all this blithering and blathering, rimbling and rambling is relevant to today's episode because this episode was recorded in Kutztown, Pennsylvania. Indeed, it would have been difficult to record this one in LA because it was an interview with the Saucony Creek, which cuts through Kutztown, Pennsylvania. Um, hell of a get. When you're when you're producing a show, you you have the the A-listers that you really really want to get on and you know like some of them aren't even going to call back if you if you call their people. You got the B, C, D and Z-listers, those those Zetters. I don't think we've had a one. All the all the guests on here are A-list in my book, but you know what I'm talking about. But when you when you pin down a guest like the Saucony Creek, uh, you know you know you've got something special coming so that's why this is going to be a very ado free introduction I'd rather give you this episode as soon as humanly possible than than delay it any further so without further ado I give to you you and especially you the Saucony Creek drop Morpheus is fighting Neo. Hello and welcome to the Hollywood Fishbowl. I am your host, Jesse Kester. And today we are joined by the one, the only, the illustrious. Hello and welcome to the program. How have you been, Saucony Creek? It has been a hot minute since I've sat down to rap with you. Don't worry, don't worry. The music's gonna burn down soon enough, and then we can we, we will speed things up, and then right after that we will slow them down immediately thereafter. And Morpheus is done fighting Neo. Hello, Saucony Creek. It's good to be back home and nearby you. You don't know how much I miss you when I'm out of Kutztown. Now, okay, uh, at the beginning of the show, we like to do something called five in five. So uh, it's five questions in five minutes. You have one minute to answer each question, but don't think of it as, a, as an oppressive thing. Think of it as like it's helping you out because these are going to go up on the gram. That's right. We're gramming you, baby. Hashtag Saucony. Um, and we, we want to make sure that your answers come in under the wire and, and they don't get over. We don't want you to be cut off uh, in, in your answering. Are we good? All right, now you will have uh, beeps going uh, at, the, at the end of the five, at the end of the minute, you will have a beep to let you know that it's time to wind down. Uh, not your enemy, that's your friend, okay? You ready to go? All right, then let's, let's stop farting around. Let's get right into it. So here we go. Question number one, coming in five. Where did you grow up and how did that inform your adulthood? 
You are doing fine. Are you feeling okay? Question number two. What is the must-engage media, the movie, the book, the album that opened up your brain to the secrets of the universe? Beautiful. You are doing fine. You ready for number three? What brings you the most joy in this world? All right, there are only two left. You're doing, you're doing fantastic, Saucony. Question number four, what gets under your skin? All right, last one. Now this is a two-parter, so get ready. It's a little bit of a curveball. What is the best advice you've received in your lifetime, and what is the best advice that comes from your very own, not brain, but water?
and we are done with five. Hold on, restarted five and five. That is my own fault. You are under no obligation to answer any more five and five questions. You are done. And when you're done, we do have a little bit of celebration. Would you like to do the celebration with me, Saucony Creek? Excellent. All right. And that, that sound can only mean one thing. That means we get to slow the interview down a little bit. If it's all the same to you, I'd like to ease off the throttle and just uh, talk to you a little bit about, uh, you know, where you come from and where you're going. And I don't just mean in the physical sense. And, and that's one of the things I kind of wanted to get into with you today is, um, uh, well, okay, let me break it down for you. And please, uh, listeners at home, pardon the sniffles. It is, uh, it is winter out here in Kutztown, Pennsylvania, and I can't very well do the interview inside, can I? So if my nose gets a little chilly, please forgive me. I think the creek's going to be fine, uh, but, but I do ask your indulgence as I sniffle through this one, hither and yon. Um, but, but the thing that was on my mind, the, the big, it's, it's kind of tough to have this conversation with you because you're a creek, but the, the, how I'd like to frame it is... Um, like, I, I kind of measure my, the, my life in, uh, in, in time and in place. So, there, like, there, there's the, the college years when I was in North Carolina, and then there were the, the early b- business building days when I was in Japan, and now I'm, I'm in Los Angeles. Ooh, looks like we have some company. Uh, now I'm in Los Angeles. But the thing is, it's entirely different for a river, and I just wanted to get your thoughts, and this isn't original, I mean, I've, uh, I've read Siddhartha, it kind of springs from, from the words in that, but I kind of wanted to get your feeling of how, how things work for you, like, do you measure yourself by town you pass through, by the way the, the banks hook and curve over the decades and century and eventually millennia, like, how does a river measure time, if at all, and I'm only happy if you want to correct me on my thinking about how I measure time and how I think about how rivers think about time. Like, you don't have to engage this in the way that I engage this. You can engage it on your own terms. Please, take it away, Sucking Creek.
I think part of it is it's uh, it is an accident. I was I, I was originally going to do this interview a little bit further down, maybe a quarter mile, half a mile down. You. Um, but I decided to do it here just because uh, I was pulling in, uh, and it's by the, the, the Kutztown Pool where I kind of, a lot of good childhood memories are. But the place I ended up uh, setting up the gear and deciding to have this chat is, uh, it's, it's man-made, it's concrete, and it seems to be that they are diverting some other river. Not sure where the part of you that I'm sitting on comes from, but, but as, uh, how, does, how does that feel as a river to be augmented by the work of men? Does that... Does it does it feel different, or is that all part of the the being a river? Is that like it, is is the man-made influence? Does it how does that feel in comparison to the beaver-made influence, or something like that? As 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 you are affected not by your own free will, but by the world around you, or am I again misframing everything in in thinking that that that, that um, any of this is worth discussing? Now you will have to pardon me if I get up and, and just check that everything is rolling uh, correctly. That we're we're all on battery here, so there's a you know a bit of a bit of to do, a bit of kerfuffle, making sure that the cameras and the the audio gear is still going. So please, uh, not like you would, but don't stop rolling along as I do check the equipment and make sure that we're all good on on camera, on picture, and and sound. But, okay, uh, I have to ask since I'm here and you're here and we're both we're both here. Um, Old Man River. How do you feel about that song? Is that is that like a is is there a, is that is that an in joke among rivers? Do you guys take the piss out of it, or is that like a uh, held on a pedestal? Is that is, is that a highly esteemed number? Oh, okay. And this tea is still too hot to sip. Well, that, I don't know. It gives me another question. It's, do you feel cold in the winter and warm in the summer? Or is it a thing like cold and warm are 
in, well, I perceive coldness and warmness in relationship to my body, but since you are of the earth, is this a thing where you don't really feel, you are always at room temperature because you are the temperature that is of this earth. Does that make sense? But then at that point, do you have, uh, do you have a preference like day or night, winter or summer, or is all of this, am I just like, am I just completely not getting the whole point of being alive and being a, a, a creature that moves through this planet and, and, and in, in effect moving through this universe? Am, am I impressing uh, these fictional ideas of the brain onto, onto a river in ways that aren't just inappropriate for you, but also completely inappropriate for any creature, living or non-living, um, mobile or immobile. And of course, I, I understand that, that mobility and immobility is, is silly when you think on a cosmic sense because we are all constantly mobile. And I really do appreciate you taking the time to, to break it down for us on these levels. So please, you know, forgive my ignorance. I've only been around for a couple of decades and you've got, you've got literally centuries of wisdom that I won't get to possess in my lifetime. So I really do appreciate you, you uh, breaking it down for us. No, no, I get it. My hands get cold, though. You don't have to be a punk. Well, no, no, no. The wind is warmly welcome. Just, uh, wind, I'm not going to be asking you any questions. This is kind of Saucony's time to shine. We might do an interview with the wind later on. We'll see how response is on this one, and uh, we'll decide later. But you're, you're warmly welcomed in this conversation.
Now, I have been uh, working in L.A. for the last year, and a big, big topic, this is something I did want to talk to you about, like a, a big topic over there is this idea of representation, and I, I do think we're making some progress in the world of representation. We're seeing more minorities uh, up, up on the big screen, and the, the, I know the term is stupid because there, like, there's no minorities in the world. Like, we, we talk about representation of women in film like they're a minority when they're actually, uh, oh, what's the number? Oh, 50% of the population. And I don't have any hard and fast numbers on, on people of color, but uh, if, you, if you stack, then not, not to in, invigorate any controversy right now, but if you, if you stack all the Caucasians of the world next to all of the people of color of the world, I think you might find that the term minority is a bit of a misnomer. Anyway, that's not the point. What, I, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get to with all this uh, hemming and hawing and injecting of my own politics into this conversation is... Um, representation of rivers in cinema. Of course, a river runs through it. We all know that one. But I was kind of wondering um, how you felt about the representation of river spirits in uh, Sento Chihiro or, what, 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 I forget the title in America, the Bathhouse Chihiro? What's it called? Spirited Away is the title of the film. Um, anyway, the, in the film, it, it, if, you, if you're not familiar for it, let me just bring up the, the listeners to up to speed is there's a, a girl who ends up in the spirit world at a bathhouse at the spirits and she ends up giving a bath to the spirit of a river who's who's uh, horrifically mucky from somebody throwing garbage into the river over the years and she pulls out a bicycle and this springs the practical volcano of 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 disgusting litter that has been thrown in the river over the years um is and I kind of wonder, well, of course, the message of the film is meant for people, not for rivers. And I, the message is that, that our, our carelessness, uh, us throwing trash into rivers is destructive to the river. It takes away from the natural beauty and the health of that river. Now, um, how did this play in the river community? Is the, are you grateful for uh, the, the message being put out there? Or is this kind of a thing like, we've been here before you, we will be here after you, um, your, your, your bicycles and car batteries, we'd rather not, but in the long run, obviously, river versus human, river wins. And again, this could be a situation where it's not winning or losing on a long enough timeline. Everything is what it is, and I need to kind of step back from this human body that I have and, and view it. Okay.
Now, the, uh, if you remember, I was, I was talking about how I wanted to do this conversation about a half mile down, down you. And there was, I, we got a little sidetracked, and that's totally okay. There's no agenda here. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. But there was a reason that I wanted to do it down there. Um, just so you know, we, I don't frame my entire life by media I've ingested. It is the Hollywood fishbowl, so we're going to talk a little bit about movies, about music, about media in general. But um, I, I, I wanted to share a memory with you, Saucony, um, and... and I don't know if you remember, you, you, it might not have registered a blip on your radar and that's totally okay. So when I was uh, maybe 13, my friend Jared and I wanted to make a fort with some of the other kids in the neighborhood and we had found some wood, I think some, some maybe some plywood and a couple of two by fours. And what we did was just down, you passed the bridge, uh, more, more closer to the, to the train station which I don't know if you can see or not. I don't know what the sight line of a river really is. If you can see past the banks, can, can you see past the banks of yourself? And should I be thinking about that question as it relates to my own interests? I mean, like, there's, there's so much uh, limited perception I have, and I think it's really shining in this interview as I ask questions that are a little bit silly when you talk to a river, but, uh, you know, if you can't see past your own banks, then there's, uh, you know, the, the, there's a little bit of, um, like a ha-ha in your face too. And I don't mean that cruelly. I just mean like we both have our own, our own limits of perception. But like, of course you can see the bridge above you. You know that bridge by the Turkey Hill. Do you know there's a Turkey, there's a Turkey Hill next to that bridge. <laughs> but you know, I'm sure you've seen us crossing back and forth on, on you every now and then. It leads, another thing that you might not know about is that bridge, if you take it down, it goes to the Kutztown Park, which is another wonderful place that I have a lot of good. Anyway, the good memory I wanted to talk to you about was building this fort. So Jared and I, um, one of the things about this was we, we had to get nails, so we went down to Deturk's Hardware and we got a pound of nails. There's no joke attached to that, we just got a pound of nails. I thought it was going to be like $10 per pound, but I think it was like a buck fifty or a buck ninety-nine. And my little child brain was blown away at how cheap nails were. I had this vision that like, now that I could afford nails, I could have access to anything. But anyway, uh, so, so thank you for that. You opened up my mind to the price of nails as we built this fort next to you. But anyway, we built up this fort. We were like hammering the wood onto a couple of trees and then putting the plywood between so there would be some type of shelter. And I think we were going to, we, we had plans to divide it into two rooms. We had a roof and we had some walls and we were gonna do two rooms like the, the, the war room and the, the snack, the, the mess hall or whatever we were calling it, I guess. I uh, never got that far because the day after we built it, we came back to work on our, our expansion pack, as it were. And um, 
there was there was dog shit all over the the fort like some kids had seen us building it didn't like the idea that we were making something nice and fun for us and uh just wanted to, to quite literally shit on our good time and that was uh one of that's that's one of my f- fondest memories for the adventure of it and the disappointment of it and we moved on rather quickly after we found that poo-poo on the on the on the fort but um i i wanted to do it down there down where we had that adventure but i mean it makes little difference to you because you're a river and you exist at all places along your yourself at all times so those those uh little baubles of of being tethered to a body don't really don't really matter to you i suppose not trying to dismiss you i'm a little jealous i mean it's not a bad deal you exist long long along this timeline from hither to yon do you you stop do you lose your memories when you become the ocean or or do you get to keep them One thing that really strikes me, Saucony, is uh, for those listening, there is there is a video feed of this that you could certainly check out. Uh, but for those listening, the sun is just starting to get to the point where you could call it setting. It is later in the afternoon. Well, not that late. It's winter time, so it's like 3:30 or something, and the sun is getting ready to set. Barf O. Um, and, and uh, the sunlight really is uh, glistening off of you, Saucony. And it, it is beautiful. Do you feel beautiful? Does a river feel absolutely stunningly gorgeous?
guess the only other big story I have of you from my memory is when Jeff Sicker and I think it was Kevin Claypool went kayaking in you and uh, the water is like it was after a, a heavy summer of a summer of heavy rain and they okay now let's be honest Jeff Sicker Kevin Claypool pretty pretty burly men but they were not man enough to challenge you and I think they flipped their kayaks and had to get rescued from some island I forget what the exact story was and I think you can go back into the annals of history courtesy of the uh the Kutztown Patriot to to find out the exact story I believe it was a cover story at the time but those between that and the the fort those are kind of the two and I guess, yep, yeah, of course, oh, no, 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 there's another one. There's Keith and I used to take our bikes down here and all those paths nearby uh, between the pool and Main Street. We'd be, we'd be skimming around on our bikes and oh, good Lord, you're making me rem- remember so much right now. Uh, in high school, we would come by you, we'd, we'd uh, go to the pool and then uh, make, make bowls out of, uh, out of um, soda cans and, and smoke some, some weed by you back in, in the high school days. So. Um, I do want to say like a sincere thank you for all of these and another one summer vacation I got some Simpsons comic books and I would come down on your banks and read them and just a, a really lazy summer afternoon spent by your sides reading comics just a lot of really nice memories and it's not you're, you're not the same river as the one in Topton but maybe we'll interview that one next Christmas but I got a couple of stories from down at that river too that I, that I won't tell on this one because Saucony it's all about you today.
so one of the things that occurred to me through all of this is that, you know, there's some battery swapping going on and there are times that I have to take off the headphones to do that. Um, and I was thinking of cutting around it or trying to find some way to make it work in to the to, to make it invisible. But then I realized that uh, part of the process of interviewing a river is that sometimes you're going to have to change the batteries and check that everything is running properly anyway. So um, I think kind of what I'm taking away from this so far is that uh, kind of there's a, 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 a permanent, pardon me, there's a permanent impermanence to everything. And um, part of part of accepting life on this planet is accepting that permanent impermanence. Like you, you always river exist at all points along your timeline and you'd never stop moving. There's no, there's no part of you that is ever in one place at any one time, but also you are always at all places along you. Like the water never stops and you always exist at every point along you all the time, always. So kind of like the, the related truth of that is that this interview, part of the interview is the moving of the batteries and the, the draining and checking that everything is working and resetting and uh, looking at the data, whatever it is. And that's not, that's not a flaw, that's a feature. This, the, the parts of this interview exist. Are you getting what I'm, of course you are, you're a river who's existed for hundreds of years. These are but petty and minor concerns to you. Your thoughts, Saucony. No, I do agree. I do agree. I, I do see what you're saying, and I'm really glad for it, too. I'm glad to be taking this time to listen to you and to look at you and to think about what an impact you've had on my life over the years. And without further ado, it's time to get into that fishbowl, isn't it? Let's see what we got. I'm going to be doing, um, you know, this is, I'm not trying to be ableist or anything, but I'll be doing the polling uh, on your behalf. If it's all the same to you, Saucony Creek, you just don't have the equipment to pull cards from a fishbowl. Do you feel any kinship to fishbowls or is that like imprisonment to water? You don't have to answer that. Let's get, let's, let's see what we got. Let's get our first pull. All right, Saucony Creek. This is a good one to kick off with. What animal is most resemblant of your orgasm sound? And I don't know, do you have orga? What would, an, what would a river's orgasm be like? 
And the other question is, do you do you dig the ducks? Are you happy that they're always hanging around you? Or is it like, oh, ducks, they're like the rats of the river, <laughs> whatever they call them. Next car. What are we getting next? I'm going to try to dig one out. And uh, just so you know, future guests, fishbowl guests, the, the Saucony did not add any questions to the bowl. Ah, this one is this one is from Kayoko of the DTLA book. Uh, she was in the, the Little Tokyo series. Um, her, her, her episode actually came out, I believe, uh, within the seven days of us having this, this week. If you count Sunday as, as the last day of the week, then her episode came out in the week that we're doing this interview. What kind of flower or plant, if you were one? You know the plants love you. I mean, just look down your beds. Look at all these trees soaking up your water and they, they, they appreciate you so much. I appreciate you so much. I'm really grateful that you were the, you were the river in the town I grew up in. But no, that's a, that's a good plant. That's a good one to be. Sorry, we're gonna be tearing through these a little bit quicker than average. Oh, looks like we got Shoshi, another one from the the fishbowl, uh, <laughs> the fishbowl, the Little Tokyo series. It is getting chilly out here. A place. Where do you feel the safest? Sakani, you are a place in and of yourself. So I think we're gonna maybe, maybe breeze past that one. I, well, I don't, that, that's the thing that was on my mind is, is um, do you break down by place? Do you have a favorite town as the water runs through you? Do you, I mean, obviously Kutztown is the best town you pass through by dint of being where I grew up. But do you have your own preference or is it more like an age? Uh, like Kutztown 1920 was the best year for you or, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I don't really know what other towns you cross through. I suppose I could load up a map on my phone, but that would be a little rude, I think, in the middle. Maybe I should have read your wiki before I came out here. But as we've established before, you seem extremely at peace, and I don't think I could possibly offend you. M-Y-B. I believe this is from one of the very, very few unaired episodes of the Hollywood Fishbowl. Best meal you've ever had! It really is lovely. The light is moving across you, becoming ever more golden minute by minute. And it's a very slow gradient, but the way it glistens really, really is inspiring. It really puts a lot of joy in my heart.
Now, just a quick thought. This is completely off topic, unrelated to the question. Uh, for the question for me, uh, best meal, it's not meals that I enjoy. It's, it's with whom I am dining that means a lot. So it's really like, it doesn't matter what the food is as long as it's not poisonous. If the company's good, I am having a great meal. So to pick a favorite is impossible because each one, each, each meal with people that I care about and enjoy spending time with is a different, beautiful experience in its own way. Every meal is a snowflake, especially when you're eating snowflakes. But I just had a really depressing thought. Like, what if, I don't think this is what you really are, River, but like when, when, when us, us humans are sad, we cry, and the tears stream down, they stream, quite literally stream is the word we use, they stream down our cheeks, and I wonder if, like, if, if rivers are the earth crying. I don't feel like that's the way it is, but um, if, if it is, that's really heartbreaking, and I feel suddenly super duper mega sad for the earth that it, it cries as much as it does. And especially it's super duper mega sad because we've been misinterpreting it this whole time. I mean, we come and sit by your banks and muse and meditate on, on life when actually you're just screaming out in agony. <laughs> we, anyway, anyway, let's get out of that one. And if you, if you were crying, you would have no way of telling us. We just, we cannot hear that language. We were so consumed by, uh-oh, uh-oh, sun's going behind some clouds. You're, you're changing color. Oh. We got a two-part question from uh, James at Cafe Dulce, which I don't think it's possible for you to go to, but if you could find your way to winding across the entire continental U.S. to visit Cafe Dulce, you would not be disappointed, Saucony Creek. Two-part question. Are you pro-gun or anti-gun? And what does the Second Amendment say? And I'm starting to think it might behoove me to uh, read the Second Amendment, knowing that that question is in the bowl. I should be ready for it. Oh my good golly, you just got gorgeous. The sun is tucking behind some clouds, and uh, you were you were beautiful already, Saucony Creek. But now it, it it's just it's lovely. It's so subtle the colors bouncing off of you as you as you roll and tumble over the rocks. No, I guess I reckon a gun wouldn't have much effect on a creek, would it? Like not really. NMP, not my problem. I, I hear you. I totally hear you there. If 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 we had a better track record, I'd say keep them. But we don't have a great track record, so uh, um, as as they say, if it ain't great, you ought to legislate. It is getting really chilly out here. I've put my hands, I've got both hands in my pocket and neither of them are holding a cigarette. Ooh, ooh, this is an old one from the original. My <laughs> shitty pitch. Let's workshop that, bad boy. It might be shitty now, but we can make it a little less so before the day is done. So, uh, yeah, you're not from Hollywood, so it's entirely possible that you don't have a pitch going on. You don't have some project that you're trying to sell to the, the corporate fat cats in Hollywood. You're not trying to get any projects funded, are you, River? You want to pull another one? 
Let's see what happens. This one's for you. This one I'm not I'm not co-opting this one and saying that it's for me. This one's for you, Creek. How do you feel? How do you feel that your name is also the sound a rusty door makes? Does that offend you to the very core? Or does it not really matter because you are a river who exists at all points along your timeline? Never stops moving, but always seems to exist at all places, but never is at any one place. Because I'd be steaming mad if people was also the sound that a creaky door, a, a rusty door made. Boy, would I be steamed up. Jokes? I'm trying to think if I know any river jokes. Do joke? Do rivers tell jokes? Well, another question. Do y'all commiserate when you meet up? When you when you when you split at your deltas? Do you feel like cranky? And when you meet up with other rivers, I don't know what that's called. I know the delta is when y'all split, but when when two when two rivers meet. Is that called an atled? Must be. I'm gonna Google river jokes right now and see if there are any. Well, it's it's auto. Ooh, okay. All right, I'm gonna read you some river jokes. These are not my jokes. These are from the internet. Who carries out operations in a river? A sturgeon. That's more of a fish joke than a river joke. I love watching rivers on the internet. I was watching a live stream earlier. That is not just a river joke, but that's a internet video joke, which is exactly 100% appropriate for both of us right now. So that one's a pretty good one. I enjoy throwing coins in the river and watching them. I like studying my cash flow. Now, if I had not overdrafted my account on the drive out here, Saucony, I um, I would go and find some coins and throw them in you. Actually, you know what? I have some. If you can just hang tight, or if you can actually just uh, keep doing exactly what you're doing, I'm gonna get some coins to throw in you to see my cash flow, and then um, we'll we'll wind things down. Is that okay? So you just you just keep on sharing your thoughts on the universe, and I'll be back in a boom boom heartbeat.
Now I'm not sure if the shot was, if the angle was wide enough to see me in the river cam, but uh, for those of you who, if you if you want to see the video feed, you might be able to catch a glimpse of, of me throwing some coins in there watching my cash flow. Let's do one more and then we'll wind down. Okay, Saucony? All right, last one. I hope it's a good one. I liked those jokes. I think there were some good river jokes in there. What are your top five Disney movies? What are your top five Disney movies, Saucony Creek? Never seen one, have you? Haha. <laughs> well, you're not missing out. I imagine you have other concerns on your liquid brain. Um, I might, I'll chuck out a couple. I really like Aladdin. I really like Nightmare Before Christmas, which was, I know it's a touchstone picture until Disney figured out that it was profitable and then co-opted that. They shied away from shying away from it. The, the greedy fat cats at the mouse house. I know. Fat cats at a mouse house. That's crazy. All right. I think, I think, um, I think we've got, we've got enough. Do you think we've got enough river? Let me clear out some of these cards. I'm going to put them back in the fishbowl. Any final thoughts before we, we peace out of here? All right, then let's wind things down. This has been the Hollywood Fishbowl, and I've been your host, Jesse Kester. I will continue to be Jesse Kester as long as I live. If you enjoyed what you heard, you can find us on the web at www. That's three W's, so six U's, if you please. Dot Hollywoodfishbowl.com. If you're more into the Schminstagrams and the Schmwitters, you can find us at HWFishbowl, but it's not about us, it's about our guest. Saucony Creek, where can people find you? People can find you anywhere you are and nowhere else. I just want to say very sincerely from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much, Saucony Creek, for taking the time to have this conversation and for being there with me through so many beautiful, formative years. Bye.